RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Been uh, an exciting off-season week. Uh, off-season has just really started. Uh, obviously, uh, it got culminated last week when uh, the great Robert Kraft, um, worth $6.6 billion, and I say it again, worth $6.6 billion, gets caught in a rub and tug in Florida and uh, paying the young lady f- between 50 and $70. So, Robert Kraft, uh, who started, I don't think he started Gillette, didn't he? $6.6 billion. Uh, you would think there's another way. There's got to be a kind of a deviant effect to it. Now, the sad part and the unfortunate part for Robert Kraft, and listen, if you're just going to a rub and tug, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to look down at somebody going to a rub and tug. You just take his, his wife just passed not too long ago. He's trying to get his rocks off, and that happens. Um, if you're just doing that, okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a misdemeanor. If anybody got caught in one, I go, I get it. There was a time in my life where I kind of dabbled, we'll say, in them. I hope I'm not a bad person because of it. Um, but this certain one being investigated for human trafficking now, hopefully for Robert Kraft's sake, uh, that's not the case. And I hope to hell they don't have him on video getting serviced by an underage girl because that would be terrible. That would put you in the R. Kelly uh, uh, category, which right now is not a good category. R. Kelly's going down, by the way. But Robert Kraft... Um, we had a fun show on th- on Friday, you know, when I found out, actually, Jason and Mike Anderson, who is now doing a podcast, were here, and they broke the news to me, um, and I was giddy, because it's just good radio, it's just good radio, and we joked about it pretty much all of Friday, different names for uh, Robert Kraft's uh, new rub and tug, and it was some very, <laughs> there was some good ones. You know, Bob's batches and stuff like that. That's always funny. But I guess the human trafficking part is not funny. Personally, I don't know if Robert Kraft could have possibly known. But once again, your name, Robert Kraft, $6.6 billion. You got to keep yourself away from any potential of uh, human trafficking or anything to bring you down or, 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 or mar your name. So. We'll see what happens with this. You know what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with Robert. Robert Kraft's fine. They're going to give him a slap on the wrist. Uh, they'll probably give him a fine, um, which is going to be the equivalent of $50 out of my pocket. So, you know, he'll be fine. Robert Kraft will be fine. Uh, a lot of things going on here uh, in Buccaneer land as well. The huge news last week, at the end of the week, and we really didn't get a chance to talk about it that much, was uh, Gerald McCoy, they say, will be retained. Uh, at 13 million and you know people were ready for me to um, speak out against it that's not my job okay my job is to uh, critique and my job is to evaluate I'm not going to evaluate whether that's a good move or not I'm not because it hasn't happened yet he hasn't played the year if you ask me right now where's a good move or not I, I'm going to concede to uh, Todd Light and Bruce Arians. Now, we're going to evaluate it next year. 
And if you keep a player at $13 million, that's okay. But let's get $13 million out of it. It has to be worth $13 million because you could do a lot with $13 million. You can do a lot on a football team, a lot. And if you have a $13 million player, a la Mike Evans, a la JP, uh, JPP, then you need to get a lot out of him. Jameis Winston. Now, if Gerald wants to be in that category of somebody who's making their money, then you got to play that way. You got to make those plays. And, and does anybody think at any time of his career he, he's made up $13 million? And I keep on hearing people say, well, he's not the player he used to be. I disagree. He's the same player he used to be. I think he's the same player now as he was five years ago. He's always been right about the same player. He's done about the same thing statistically, emotionally, uh, the whole nine. And then people are going to go to how nice of a player he is and how good of a person he is. And I don't give a rat's ass how nice of a person you are. I really don't. I want somebody on a football field, balling, making, um, you know, making plays all the time. Uh, I have, you know, Gerald McCoy's statistics here. If somebody says he's not as good as he was, we'll say five years ago. Let me go back five years, all right? Gerald McCoy, 2018, 28 tackles, six sacks. If you go back five years, which was he for five, he had 35 tackles and eight and a half sacks. That's not a big difference. His first year, 28 tackles, three sacks. Second year, I mean, he was hurting those. So career... Gerald McCoy in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In nine years, Gerald McCoy has 54 sacks. Now, I understand if he was that guy who got a lot of tackles. I understand if he was that guy who was a run stopper. Well, that would come through in his tackles. Uh, thank God for his get off, because I've been hearing that for a long time. That get off, well, I'm not sure what we're getting from it, but it's there. I guess I could see it being sexy in, in meetings watching it, I guess. But I'm a result guy. I'm a results guy. Uh, how many tackles did you get? How many plays you did, did you disrupt? How did you turn your defense into a top five or top ten defense? Those are the kind of things for me that are very important. So, listen, like I said, he they retained Gerald McCoy. They're even talking about retaining Deshaun Jackson. I don't care as long as it turns out. I really don't. You know, if you give me my opinion, I don't know if we bring back either one of those players, but I'm going to concede to Bruce Arians. You watch film. If you do that, go on about yourself, and then we evaluate. Listen, when when Jason Light went and got Aguayo in the second round, that's fine. You can get him in the second round. But now we're going to evaluate that move that is questionable. You obviously failed on that move. So, like I say, um, the jury's out, and we'll see how that whole thing turns out. I guess Peyton Barber uh, left his playbook, his tablet, on a on a seat and got his car broken into and got the playbook stolen. And I, I don't know if any thieves can—you can't sell an NFL playbook to anybody, I don't think. I think you'd be caught immediately. Um, but— He's one of a few uh, free agents that the Buccaneers are going to have to make decisions on, uh, and it's going to happen here real soon. Now, what you're not going to hear from me, either on the radio or on my podcast or anywhere in my life, is, is any kind of a mock draft. People are doing mock drafts before free agency and before the combine. Does that make sense? 
before the combine, you're going to do a mock draft. Like everybody, when they watch the combine, they fall in love with players all the time. It happens all the time, and I don't. I'm not a big fan of that either. To me, you can watch film, know who you're going to like, and let that combine strengthen it, but don't let it sway you too much. When, when the combine workouts sway you too much, I think that's when you get in trouble because that's when you see the Mike Mamulas uh, and the guys who are workout warriors uh, shine. And then when it's time to, to play and get out there and, and be you know ballers on the field, they didn't do it in college and they're not going to do it in the pros. They're just good workout guys. So the combine uh, is right around the corner coming up in Indianapolis. You, they put you through uh, the litany of tests. Um, they, they, there's some neurological tests. You have to do the wonder lick. Uh, you know, there's there's some interviews now. I think some of the higher you know guys get those interviews from uh, the head coaches and the GMs. They line you up like cattle, pretty much. And I'm, when I mean cattle, I mean literally. They have you standing there, shoeless, shirtless just wearing shorts and a line, and they say, uh, so-and-so walk up, and then so-and-so walks up. Ian Beckles walk up, and you stand there, then you turn around, and like you literally like cattle. They just want to see what you're built like. They're taking pictures of you. They're taking videos. If you had any injuries, they put you through um, you know, some therapeutic stuff and see if your knee's better and see if your ankle's better. Um, you know, They put you through the workout tests, obviously, and that's what we all watch on television. Uh, the 40-yard dash is the, uh, I guess, the, the the number one thing everybody likes to watch. Uh, the bench press comes out there, the vertical jump. Uh, they have the broad jump. They have the short shuttle. And then they do some uh, individual drills as well. They'll have offensive linemen doing some pulling drills. Receivers will do some different, you know, catching drills and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, they basically want to see if you have any deficiencies or flaws, and then no more than that. But to me, uh, as a scout, I would def- I would depend on film for me. Film to me goes that goes the furthest. If you are you run a great forty, and then I watch you on film and you look slow on film, I don't want you. That film does not lie. That's that film shows aggression. It shows angles. Uh, you, what you're bench pressing when you're running straight. That's not. It's not quite the same. So. I'm the kind of guy that loves to watch combine film, and just because I like to see how everybody kind of meshes up against you know their peers, and that's just something I grew up doing, and uh, that's something that I, I excelled at a little bit growing up, and it was kind of cool when I got invited to the combine because I got a chance to compare myself, you know, with my peers and see how I matched up against them, and uh, you know I was I was amazed that when I when I rolled up to my peers that I've heard about for a long time. You know, and I was, I kind of looked up to, then I look at them, I go, man, you're just a dude, you know, you're just, you're not any bigger than me, you're not any stronger than me, I'm, I'm, I think I could take you, and that gave me confidence uh, going forward in the NFL, because, you know, I only started one year in college, and, you know, going into that one year, I wasn't really a high prospect, you know, as far as being drafted. I did pretty good things my uh, senior year, became all Big Ten, and then people started talking to me then about you know making it in the league, worked out for a couple different teams, went to the combine, and then obviously ultimately got drafted in the fifth round, and, and it all worked out. But it all happened real fast with me. It all happened real fast. Like, I didn't even know I was really a prospect. That kind of happened real fast. The combine happened. Um, 
and the next thing I was in football camp, and one practice later I was starting. So it was all it was a lot, and it was a lot. But uh, you know, it, it all worked out in the end. Now we have a uh, for people who want to email me. We had this uh, pizza lover who likes to email. I like people email. It's Ian Beckles at radioinfluence.com. If you guys have any questions for me, um, I like your opinion on Arians bringing in all his guys, coaches and players. Coaches, I understand, but players not so much. Um, now, they brought in a one young running back, uh, Ellington, who played for Arians way back when. I wouldn't look too much into that. He's not going to be a he's not like he's not a guy that had crazy stats. Don't worry about somebody bringing in your guys. Your guys are good. Like you, you know what kind of player you like. And sometimes it's not about the ability and you know his skill as much as learning from somebody who's been there and done that before. Everybody has their schemes. You need somebody who could coach your scheme, and they're all a little bit different. So I wouldn't frown against Bruce Arians bringing his guy in and uh, pizza lover um, compared it to Lovey Smith. Listen, it didn't work for Lovey Smith, but it doesn't mean it's not going to work for Bruce Arians. So Bruce Arians been around a little while. Uh, so it's, I mean, I'm, let's once again, I, he has a knowledge. I hope that he knows what the hell um, he's talking about. And Bruce Arians also talked about. Bringing in some former Buck players for attitude, and I'm okay with that. I mean, they said they're going to bring in Sap, not too much to coach, just kind of be around and uh, have some inspiration. Uh, I mean, if I was doing drills and Warren Sap was watching, I might do them a little harder. That's possible. Um, the Buccaneers have never really been um, showed a whole lot of love to the former players. Like I got to a point where I said I'm not doing squat for the Bucks anymore because I just they didn't show no love. You look at you see some other teams and players are getting signing bonuses and they're getting you know they're doing uh, different events and they're signing and making money. I was like you know the Bucks will say hey come and help us do this and you would just show up and work for three hours and they kick you on your ass on the way out. So I said well you know what I'm not going to be that guy anymore. So let's see if Bruce Arians and the new regime show a little bit more love to some of the the former players out there because uh, you know we're we're a big part of what this you know organization is about and we, nobody likes to be forgotten that's for sure and there's a lot of former players that live in this area that definitely need some love that's for sure but once again if anybody wants to email me it's ian beckles at radioinfluence.com you can always get in contact with me on social media as well at ian beckles or at flavor of tampa bay um and we're going to continue to talk buccaneer football and nfl football as we go forward because uh there's a lot to talk about that's uh uh, I, I actually enjoy this part of the season almost more than during the football season when we're talking about one struggling team. Uh, let's like right now the optimism has to be high with a new coach. Uh, from what I heard about the salary cap situation, it's a little better than I, what I thought last week. Um, you read a bunch of different articles on the salary cap. Everybody has their different numbers. Uh, it's a little better than what I envisioned last week, so we may be able to retain Donovan Smith and Quad Alexander. And uh, I, we just you can't keep everybody, unfortunately. But we might lose an Adam Humphreys. We might possibly lose a Quad Alexander. Uh, we got a chance to interview Quan last week, and uh, Quan would love to stay here in the Tampa Bay area, but you know, it's you can't keep everybody. I, I think it'd be definitely a mistake to uh, lose Quan Alexander, though. But I appreciate you guys listening every single week. Uh, football is uh, is is my love and hopefully it's your love as well and it's never going anywhere have a wonderful week and please stay out of trouble peace out
You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a dark to light with Frankenbeans quick fix on Radio Influence. Can you imagine we just got to sit and shoot the shit with the president for an hour on a Friday? I've got things. I've got things to say and ask. And I'll tell you, maybe I don't know if you want to be a, a part of that conversation, but I've got things to ask at least one on one with him. I got to ask him about time travel. I got to ask him about Tesla. <laughs> I got to ask him all the good. Consp- I gotta say, okay, listen, Mr. President, Mr. Trump, you have to know how fun the internet is, how fun of a place the internet is, but there's some things that I've just really, I got to ask you about, okay? So maybe you can't answer, but maybe some winks and nods, I don't know. I'm going to put it on out there. Do you have time travel technology? <laughs> That's number one. Then we can go to other things too. I want to ask about a lot, but that would just be fun. And, um, and we'd never have to worry about the the media again because he would be he would be anointing independent media sources in big ways. That'd be let, great. Let me tell you something before we close up shop here today. He's they're they're transitioning that way right now, and let me tell you why. Parscale um, retweets Shem. Um, the president pins Carpe Donctum to the top of his profile. These are people I have personal relationships with. Mm. He retweets Brandon's March. The gap is being bridged. There's never been a president in history who has been this personally connected to his, his base. Dark to Light with Frank and Beans can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.